Welcome back. Richard, it's good to see you this morning. Morning. Good to, good to be here. As right early on, a, whatever day it is. Yeah. I think it's Saturday today that we're recording, but uh, is it okay? go up tomorrow, uh, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. That's Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, this one crept up, didn't it? Or sped up on us. Um, all of a sudden, Thanksgiving is here. It sure did. It sure did. So, uh, and we we're going to hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving or at least a good a good Thanksgiving week, um, whether they're celebrating Thanksgiving or not. Um, right. But today we are not going to talk about Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about uh, an interesting. Um, it's a relatively new phrase that that people use: um, adulting. <laughs> it, yes, uh, we've, we've turn turned the we've turned being an adult into. Um, into a verb, I guess. As we as we often do, we turn a noun into a verb. Um, and so we want to talk about adulting today. You know, we we you and I discussed a number of other topics that we could have done this way. Social media, we're still talking about that. In fact, there was a new study, a neuroimaging study about mm-hmm. brain changes in children who use social media. Um, long COVID uh, is returning, uh, not returning as a, it's uh, returning in the news. Yeah, a lot of articles coming out about that. About long COVID and um, ongoing discussions about family estrangements, you know, people not talking to each other, particularly relevant at this time of year. Um, there's a there's a number of articles. But then as we were as we were talking and searching, this thing popped up, this article popped up. It, it's titled Eight Ways to Be an Adult. And I thought, I'm going to look at this, see what he says. And I just couldn't just couldn't resist. I said, we got we have to talk about this because um, it's a great article. And uh, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in here that um, we need to chew on for a while. Um, Absolutely. So, well, you know, it's so funny because people we, we sort of intuitively know this, but it's this way of thinking only seems to come about. Um, when, when it when it benefits us in some way, um, especially when we're when we're dealing with with kids. But you know th- this idea that so many pe- that so many people have that you know as soon as somebody turns eighteen, okay, now they're an adult, and you know it, it's like something happened, something magical on that eighteenth birthday. You know, midnight strikes, and they, they're now officially eighteen years old, and they're an adult. I'm and an adult now. Right. capable and they're they're responsible and they're knowledgeable and they know what to do and boom there it is they're now an adult or, or kids will tell their you know teenagers tell their parents well when i'm 18 yeah they finish the sentence because i'm an adult then no it's not or, or 21 you know you say right. well when i'm 21 i'm really an adult right right um, and i can do all those things that adults do but being an adult is not like it's not flipping a switch. You know, you right. don't get there because you graduated or because you turned a certain chronology, you had a birthday or you graduated from college or you got married. None of these single events um, make you an adult. Right. Okay. That's number one. Okay. Number two, adult being an adult is a long process. Yeah. It, 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 you can think of it as beginning in puberty and going on into some, time in the future but you learn how to become an adult gradually absolutely and you know and it's funny too because some people are are figuring that out and and now they're using that and they'll say well you know the brain continues to develop until you know i'm about 25 or so and so (laughs) 
that then sometimes, you know, adolescents will use that as a, an excuse to avoid adulting um, until that time. Because it's like, well, you know, because again, maybe this idea that the, the, a switch is going to flip at that time, um, you know, as soon as my brain that's, is that's, developing, then that's I can true. That's become the next switch, right? Yeah. Well, it's not 21, it's actually 25 or 26 because the brain hasn't matured until, until you're 25 or 26, you know? So, so no, it's not a switch. Nothing, nothing, nothing flips. And uh, now you're an adult. It's also a process. And the third thing is, and I like this one. Um, we, we've heard about, we all have an inner child. Right, right, right. So the third thing about an adult is you keep your inner child in check. Right. Okay. That's your response. Keep, you know, yeah, we know, we all know you have an inner child, but being an adult is, is keeping that inner child in check. Um, it comes, you know, you, you're, you're done having tantrums and you're done pouting, pouting and whining and being petulant and a narcissistic. Um, being an adult is keeping that stuff under control. That's, that's absolutely part of what it means. Right. We know uh, you have a good job, but keep it up. And, and we do have to keep that in mind throughout adulthood because um my goodness we've seen you know 50 year olds who allow that child to take control at times so 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 yes this this article has some wonderful ideas about you know how to adult and uh they list he he lists eight things and and the first is you know don't be a jerk (laughs) um you know and, and i think that it's so it's such a good way to say it because, you know, when you think about some of the teenagers and kids that you work with and it's like part of their development is, that, you know, they're just, they're, they're jerks sometimes, you know, they say things that they shouldn't say, or they do things, that you know, that they're doing just to upset you. Um, but they're having tantrums and they're having their outbursts and they're, you know, pitching their fits. Um, but, you know, if, if you're going to truly adult, you, you have to kind of keep that in check. Exactly. You know, little kids react. They they throw food and they scream and they 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 might hit you. They might bite, um, and they have these little temper tantrums. Kids do that because they're they're reacting before they're thinking, right? And so, but adults are expected to consider consequences before they react. I mean, that's the big difference between an adult and a teenager. Teenagers react and then they think about it. Mm-hmm. adults think about it and then they react okay so if you're an adult don't be a jerk don't don't react before you think okay it's your if you're an adult then it means you're thinking before you're reacting right now, now the i like this straightforward thing- don't be a jerk you know and i think yeah. okay that got my attention right yeah just hit you with the first one right. now, the second one i think is you know, we could we could do a couple of entire podcasts just on this one. And right. the second one is to take full responsibility for where you are in your life. And right. and I, I this is such I think that this is such an issue, even for for seasoned adults, we'll say people who aren't just becoming adults. This is an issue that a lot of people have because we like to and we live in this we live in this time period right now where we're, as we learn more about the effects of past experiences and trauma and things like that, what we're finding is that more and more people are using these past experiences as, uh, I I hate to use the word excuse because people usually associate that with a a negative connotation, but but it is an excuse or rationale or reason for for all of these challenges or problems or issues in their life. And 
while that is okay, you know, it's okay to know, okay, I have this problem because of this past experience. What's starting to happen more and more now is that we are using that as a, a, an explanation, but then we're not doing anything about it. We're not changing. We're not. Right. And so we're saying, well, you know, I do that because that's the way my mom, you know, it's my mom's fault. And, but then don't do anything to change it or to make anything better. It's just, you have to say at some point, no, I'm responsible for my life. These past things. Right. Happen. Okay. But now I I'm responsible from now on. Right. Yeah. You have to, and I think he's, I think he's right about this. You have to digest the good. You, you have to digest the good and the bad. We all have both. Okay. Mm -hmm. And all of those things combine to make us into who we are, right. but it's your responsibility. You, you right. can't keep blaming somebody else. Children blame others. Right. That That's the difference. Kids, but well, she made me do it, or this is your fault, or, you know, uh, the dog ate my homework sort of stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Adults take full responsibility yeah. for, for, for their life. Okay. Right. And that's, that's, you know, you're an adult when you take full responsibility, stop blaming others, stop making excuses. It's your life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And it all combines to define who you are. Okay. Right. But it's yours. Right. And again, I know that there are people listening to this who are going to say, man, I, I know, I know 40, 50, 60 year olds who blame others and do that. And it's true. Um, right. and, and it's just as much of a problem for them as it is for, you know, these young adults who are, who are just becoming, um, adults. So, um, right. we all need to be cognizant of that. But right. now the third thing is another issue with taking responsibility, but this is in regards to re relationships. Right. Um, it's, you know, what he says is love hard and responsibly. Right. And, you know, I think that again, it, it, this, this hits a, a really important point that, you know, as we go through adolescence, we, we jump in and out of relationships. We, you know, you know, if anybody loves hard and, and quickly, it's an adolescent, you know, they, they will, meet somebody and you know within a day they are in a relation relationship and they're you know they're saying that they love each other and that they're you know and, and that's great in adolescence because okay that's adolescence and you know the vast majority of those relationships don't go much farther than that um right. but if you're going to be in as you become an adult and if you're going to have adult like re relationships you have to be responsible for for what you're doing and what you're saying and how you're handling those relationships. That's right. Um, when we talk about a process, one of the, one of the things in the process is that most of us have multiple relationships, not at the same time, but we have relationships beginning early on and that we, they keep changing as we keep growing and maturing. Um, but we have all been hurt. Yeah. Most of us have experienced the pain of a broken relationship, okay, or being deceived or being um, hurt by somebody else, okay? But you have to get over that stuff. If, if if you're an adult, you work through that because you can't you can't love again if you're living in a place of hurt. You can't love out of fear. You, you it can't be conditional. When he says love hard, he means you have to be fearless right. and you have to love completely. And you have, and that means you have to be, let yourself be vulnerable because if you're not, if you're not open, if you're not vulnerable, it's not a complete relationship. 
Right. And anything less than complete and total love isn't really worth it. I mean, it, it, it's not really a relationship. So right. you can't love out of fear. You can't love out of hurt. You have to open yourself back up and love completely. And that means being vulnerable. Absolutely. And yeah, th- there is yet another series of podcasts that could be done on, on, on that issue itself. Yeah. Um, but, you know, because of that is such a, a tremendous issue and with so many people and um, you know, just a lot of work that needs to be done with that. The fourth thing that is um, you know, fourth recommendation for, for adulting is is another obvious one, but to stop lying and and (laughs) very specifically stop lying to yourself as well as to others. That's right. I put this in that category. Don't be a jerk. And I'm right. thinking this guy saying, and, and oh, and also stop lying. Right. <laughs> stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to others. Kids lie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kids lie. But kids live. Kids live in a world where um, where they will be punished. They live in a world where there are consequences laid down upon them that other people. Right decide other people make those decisions they don't have a lot of say when it comes to those things um but you know they also learn over time that you know if i lie that damages relationships that that damages you know who i am because then i'm seen by others as a person that can't be trusted that can't be relied upon and so you know as you become an adult yes it's difficult yes it's difficult to tell the truth sometimes but the truth right. is has to be said because if you want an authentic relationship, if you want a, an authentic reaction from someone or or um, interaction with with another person, you have to be honest and you have to be you, you don't have to be brutally honest. You don't mm-hmm. you don't have to like say things in such a way that you're going to hurt people, but you can say, mm-hmm. you know you know what? I really do like that other dress better than I like that dress. Or I, I really do think that this is the be- better option for you than, than that one. Even though I know you really want to do that one. I think this is the better option mm-hmm. for these reasons, but yeah. you have to be honest. You can't just, you know, go through life telling people what they want to hear. Right. Yeah. I mean, kids lie, but kids live in a fantasy land. I mean, they, they don't have responsibility. They, they, they want to create this world of their own making, you know? And so, and they, as you said, most often they lie to avoid consequences. You know, they're going to try, I'll try a lie, you know, see if, see if somebody buys it, but it's to avoid consequences. Adults, however, have to accept truth, have to accept their truth, swallow it, digest it, Okay, mm-hmm. because that's the only way you get past the fear. You lie out of fear, you know, the fear of consequences, fear of ruining your reputation. So most of us lie because we're afraid of something. Uh, no, you you have to accept the truth, who you are, what you're up to, because you also don't want to lie to yourself. Right. We typically think about lying to uh, to others, right? But we also have to remember that we lie to ourselves. We deceive right. ourselves. And you can't do that because you're just avoiding something else. You're lying to yourself out of fear. You have to accept that because that's the only way you're going to get past the fear. This, this is who I am. This is my mistake. Then I can get on with my life. Okay. Uh, absolutely. It's a lie. Adults tell the truth. Uh, absolutely. And, and related to that idea of, of lying to yourself is when we get to number five, which is to check your ego. And, you know, kids are very often driven 
e- ego driven. Um, yeah. and, and, yeah. and it's not necessarily the ego of, um, of Freudian, um, ego, but this right. is the ego of just thinking about themselves. Um, you know, that this is what I want to do and what I want to do is the most important thing. And I need to, um, right. you know, everybody else, you know, is against me and I have to, I'm the only one that, you know, cares about me and, and those kind of things. And so everything is ego driven as a child. And as an adult, we have to think about other people. I mean, we live in a world, we live in a social world and we have to think about other people, especially if we want to have relationships. But if you want to have any kind of job or any kind of success in, in, um, in the business world or in, in, in the, any industry, you have to be able to interact with others and think about their needs and, and how their needs match or don't match your needs. That's right. But one of the things we know about children is that they tend to be very self-centered. They they make everything about themselves. And and you can see this in very young children and toddlers. You can see it in elementary age kids. You can see it in teenagers. Everything is about me Um, with teenagers, for example. um, You know, uh, nobody hurts the way I do. Nobody has the emotions that I have. Nobody thinks about this stuff the way I do. Nobody thinks as deeply as I do. That's ego. That's that's ego involvement. And that's what that's a normal part of growing up is that you begin by being very self-centered. But as you mature, you begin to think about other people and incorporating those people into your life, uh, into your life. And the difference between adult and children is adult children want to receive attention. They they want all the attention on them. Adults have to give attention. You're done. You're done. You know, um, or you should be done getting all the attention, making yourself the center, right. and start giving that to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what adults do. They give attention to others. And one of the things he says is that children pull from their ego, adults pull from their hearts. And you can think of the difference between a parent and a child. A parent is the giver. Okay. And and it's normal for children to receive, but it's, but then it has to be normal. Adults give that attention. They should be done um, attracting it. And we know what people are like when we know what adults are like when they want all the attention. They're like, well, we have mental health terms for that sort of behavior. Absolutely. Absolutely. N- number six is another one of those uh, sucker punches, I think. And, and that is. Um, I, love, I love this one, Bernie. I'm sorry. Um, I know. You know. As a Luddite, this is one of my favorites. I know. But number six is call people back. If <laughs> he, he, he says, you know, we we hide behind our phones. We we tend to avoid people. Um, you know, if somebody calls you, they, they want to talk to you now. That- we all have said, well, if they really want to talk, they'll leave a message. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'll call, we won't answer, and they don't leave a message. And we think, okay, if they really want to talk, they'll call back. Right. Well, they'll call back if they can. But if people, if somebody calls, you, sh- you should call them back. They want to talk. They don't want to text. They don't want to, you know, they, they want to talk. Sure, absolutely. You may not be available. You know, you may be busy and you may not be available. And so you may have to send it to voicemail and text, you know, right. I'll, I can call back everything. Okay. I need to call back later. I can't talk right now. All that's fine. But, but technology has to be used to connect with people, not right. as a, not as a screen to, to keep other people away from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, um, if somebody calls you, 
They want to talk. There's something happening at the moment that they want to talk. And it's your right to ignore them. But if somebody calls you, they want to talk to you. Don't let that moment go by. Um, if you can't answer the phone immediately, then at least call them back as soon as you can, because they may need you at that moment right. and they need to talk about it. Uh, they also might be driving and they can't talk or they can't text. So, but if somebody calls you, call them back. Don't hide behind your technology. Okay. okay. The technology should connect people. Don't use it to shield yourself, to hide, to separate from other people. Right. And, and if, for those of you who are listening, who have teenagers, you, you know that this is absolutely an adolescent thing to do. How many times have you called your teen and they don't answer mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. right. they'll text you back or something, but you know, that is a, that is a, a smoke screen to prevent you from, you know, it gives them the opportunity to really think about things before, you know, how do they, how do I want to say this? How do I want, sometimes that's important, but sometimes you just need to talk. Right. And I'm, Right. I'm of that generation. Um, I'm not old. I'm of a certain generation. I'm of that generation that talked. Okay. We, and my kids are of a generation that texted. And frequently I will, I'll call my kids, call, you know, uh, hey, this is your dad. And I'll get a text. Hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, I want to I wanna say, well, I'll tell you what's not up. I'm not paying your phone bill anymore. <laughs> when I call, you answer your phone. You don't say, hey, what's up? You know, yeah. if I call, it's because I want to talk to you. Yeah, I, I remember the we, we've talked about Dr. Silver a number of times. And, yeah, right. and he, he was understand. of a certain generation. Um, yeah. He was yeah. a generation before you. Um, right. And I remember one time I, he, he wanted some information from someone. And so I was going to sending an email and he goes, what are you doing? I go, well, I'm asking Dr. So-and-so for that information you want. I'm sending an email. He goes, why don't you just call them? <laughs> and I was, uh, okay, I, uh, yeah, I could do that. But, um, you know, my <laughs> mind was I can send this and then they can send it whenever they're, but just, why don't you just call them? Say, like, okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Silver. You see, it's not just me, you know. No, I mean he was no, 90. I, I, he was ninety, but um, <laughs> that's okay. So it was only a generation separating us. Of a okay. generation. Um, Does that put me? Number seven um, mm -hmm. on this list is to take care of your own stuff. Right. All right. So again, you know, kids tend to make their problems the responsibility of other people. You know, it's not my fault or, well, I only did that because mom did this or because dad said that or because right. of this or because of that. Again, take responsibility. You have to take right. your own stuff because it's your stuff. Right. And we're not talking about belong. We're not talking just about belongings. We're talking about your life. You, you, children give their problems to others. Fix this. Help me clean this. Do that. Children give their problems to other people. Adults take care of their own problems. That's that's your responsibility. These are your things. This is your life. You take responsibility. Don't blame other people. This is that idea that you can't change other people. Right. Okay. Frequently we get into a relationship and we want our partner to make changes. Yeah. No. The, you have this is you. You have to work on you. This is your stuff. It's your responsibility to take care of it. You can't keep blaming others for whatever Absolutely. is going on. Uh, absolutely and now and number eight final finally number eight is to be grateful and right. and it's great to end with this one because it is so it, it it is a 
it is a virtue that I think so many people lack. And that mm-hmm. is being grateful. Kids just want more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it, and, you know, and I guess it makes sense uh, to, to, to feel that way during childhood and adolescence. But as an adult, at some point, we have to decide to be grateful for what we have. We can't continue to be, you know, to, to be chasing the Joneses or, or to be in a situation where we're always wanting more, always wanting something bigger and something better and something something else, because, mm-hmm. the, you know, it, it never ends. You know, at some point, you have to be grateful for what you have, for the things that you've been through, the things that you've experienced you have to be grateful for it because that's all part of who you are. That's right. There's this delicate connection. And I, I really hadn't thought about this before until I read number eight. Um, And I was surprised the turn that it took and the relationship that it establishes. Children want more and more and more and more and more, more time, more this, more food, more candy. Um, Adults. um, If you're an adult, and you find yourself wanting more and more and the latest and the best and what's new and shoes and jewelry and clothes and makeup and what's the latest this and the latest that. This frenetic acquisition of things that we're all caught up in in this country. Right. I mean, Christmas is coming and it's about things. Right. Um, if you're still doing that as an adult and if you're only acquiring, you don't have any room for gratitude for what you have. Right. And I didn't realize there was that connection that if you're only seeking more, Mm -hmm. you're not, you're not slowing, you're not expressing gratitude for all that you do have. Okay. And that's a problem. You have to be grateful. An adult is grateful for what he or she has. Children, don't do that. They're they're many times they're never good. They don't think about wow, my parents are really sacrificing to do this for me. Um, later on, they do. You know when they're when they become adults. But if you're st- if you're an adult and you're still wanting more and more and more and more, mm. stop and think about: Are you grateful for what you have? Uh-huh. Many people they're not grateful for what they have. They just want more. Right. Uh, absolutely. So mm-hmm. so. Those are the eight. The, there will be a link in the show notes to to this article. We we strongly encourage everyone to to check it out and to read it. But you know, as we look at the eight, we can see the sort of uh, the underlying currents of of love, of of gratitude, um, truth, and responsibility, and and all of these are the the, the main you know things that we strive for. And as we mm-hmm. adult, as we become adults, and we enter into this world of you know, where the, our decisions matter, uh, our decisions, you know, have implications. And and so we have to learn to love and have gratitude and be truthful and, and you know, be interested in the truth and, and have that responsibility for ourselves. And, you know, many times for others, we, we have that responsibility at times. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the things that struck me about as I was going through this, um, this theme of what do you do with the bad stuff that happens in your life? You know, mm-hmm. And throughout these eight, he keeps this theme, he keeps repeating this idea that you have to accept the bad as well as the good. Okay. We all experience tough things and you have to have both. And when he got to the gratitude section, he said, you even have to be grateful for the bad things that happen because the bad things also made you who you are and 
it made you a better version of yourself, whether you whether it was a relationship or whatever you experienced that you put in the bad column, it you use that to make yourself a better version of yourself. So be grateful for everything. Absolutely. That's what adults do. They're grateful for everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is becoming an adult is easy. That's it. That's true. It, It is not easy. So, all right. Well, that's it for today. I hope everyone has a, again, has a very happy Thanksgiving and um, in the very least a good Thanksgiving week. And uh, we will be back next week to um, talk about some of these other things that's going on. There's lots of things happening. So lots going on. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Until then, stay happy. Okay. Yeah. You stay, stay happy. happy. Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. All right. Stay happy. Stay, stay happy. Stay healthy. And forget to be afraid. <laughs>